and welcome to episode 137 of the Tennis Podcast. My name is Brandon. Well, you confused me. It's not. My name's Brandon. I'm the sidekick host. That's Nick. He's pulling some shit again. Oh, wait. We have two Brandons here. That's going to get confusing. Should one of us go by a different name? Tell you what. I'll go by... Uh, let me see. This is the first name I can think of. Uh, Nick. I'll go by Nick for this for this episode so that we don't get mixed up on what we call each other. Thank you. That'll be helpful for me. <laughs> well, I'm clearly off to a great start. So why don't you save me here and, and tell the folks at home what this fucking shit is they're listening to. What do we do here? Uh, each week, a different one of us brings a list. Usually it's 10 items, a top 10 item list. The other one tries to guess what's on that list in real time. Live. Right. Live in your ears along with you, the listener. Now, why did we name the show something so silly as 10-ish? What, is, what does that imply? Sometimes the list is 10. Most times the list is 10, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it ain't. Sometimes it ain't 10. And today is the case. We got a top 13 today. Okay. Because 11, 12, and 13 were just too good to pass up. Today, we're talking about your favorite topic, death with a spin on it. Let me first introduce today's topic by saying I did a poll on my Twitter, at the Nick Amell. I asked what type of list I should do. The sick fucks out there voted something death-related. I want to do something not really in the true crime realm, but still talking about death. I, I like to save the true crime stuff for October. So I thought, what can I do to talk about death? And I found something. Did you kill people? You killed 13 people. Right. I just became a serial killer, and I'm going to tell you excruciatingly details about each murder. Guess which 13 of our mutual acquaintances you've murdered? <laughs> that would be That's a lot a, of fun. That is like a premise for a horror novel yeah. or a movie. Yeah. Anyway, we are talking about not mutual acquaintances, but people we both know because we're talking about the highest paid dead celebrities okay. of the year 2020. I like these lists. And rather than do like a biographical overview of each person like we might normally do, mm -hmm. instead I'm just going to focus all of my notes or 90% of my notes on their death, how they died yeah, and why. And how. I think that's wise. Yeah. So this comes from Forbes. They do this every year. Forbes is the authority on fucking rich assholes. And I also pulled some notes from Wikipedia and TitleMax.com. Forbes, this is how they pulled this. They say, our annual list of the top earning dead celebrities measures pre-tax income from October 1st, 2019 through October 1st, 2020. We compile our numbers with the help of data from MRC, blah, 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 interviews, industry, fees for agents. Okay, so this is income to the dead celebrities estate. This isn't like total revenue mm -hmm. associated with that. You understand? Okay. Yeah. We were ranking this list based on the earnings brought in by projects tied to celebrities in the year 2020 specifically. And a note here says, usually routed to their estate, record label, or an organization set up in their name. Some of these musicians, artists, or figures have been dead for decades, and some of them didn't even see a fraction of the cash they're earning now when they were alive. Yeah, they've become, some of them have become like t-shirt and poster celebrities, mm -hmm. I'm guessing. And that's a great way to think about this list. When you're trying to think of the richest dead celebrities, it's who are those celebrities that are like so corporatized into... <laughs> They're on crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. And as Forbes says in their introduction to this article, here's who's making a killing in the afterlife. <laughs> we have so many notes. I just want to jump into it. So top 13 highest paid celebrities of 2020. Okay. Is Marlon Brando in the top 13? No, no, good guess. Um, no, not in the top 13. Okay, how about Bob Marley? Yeah, Bob Marley. Were you thinking of t-shirts when you 
when you no. guessed him? I have about nine written down just off the top of my head. Some of them I feel are more obvious and might be near the top. So I started with some of my guesses that I thought may or may not be in the top 13. Well, you got Bob Marley. He's number eight. Uh, I guess a better answer would be yes, not just because of like his music, but because he is on so much merchandise, specifically like posters. Yeah, and I thought what might be interesting as we um, discuss here is if you could tell me, like, why do you think each of these celebrities are so, like, everlasting, like a Bob Marley is a really okay. good example. Of, you know, he's been dead for uh, 40 years this year. And what number Actually, is yeah, he Yeah, just over 40 years. He's number eight. He died in May 1981, so 40 years ago this year. He died at age 36, and he made $14 million in income last year. Good luck. Uh, died of cancer. We'll get to his death, but first, just what is it about Bob Marley that makes him such an uh, iconic figure, Brandon? I know, like, socially, he opened a lot of eyes to, I don't know, to something. Whatever it is, I didn't, my eyes didn't get open enough to it, to uh, the government <laughs> okay. yard in Trent and the government, whatever. Eating, uh, they had to eat some porridge or something because they were poor. Uh, I don't know. I, okay. Do you want, uh, why don't I help I you out? I think it's mostly associated with reggae and weed. <laughs> okay. I think that's kind of where he's ended up. Right. Uh, but that's not, yeah. So I said I was going to focus most of my notes on the deaths. I do have two or three bullets well, can I tell for you, each of them. So obviously, yeah. I don't know a ton about Bob Marley beyond like the hits that people know and like I said, posters and weed culture. But I do want to tell you, I know you're about to tell us the truth, but I, my poor mental image of Bob Marley's death is that he was kicking a soccer ball around and he hurt his toe and then he realized he had cancer of the toe and the cancer ate the rest of his body. That's my guess. You're, so not, far, you, you're not far off. Okay. You knew it had something to do with his feet, I guess. Yeah. Right. Okay. We'll get to it real quick. Let's go really the highest level possible overview of what made Bob Marley, Bob Marley. He had the greatest hits album, Legend, released in 84, a few years after he died and became the best-selling reggae album of all time. Internationally, his message also continues to reverberate among various indigenous communities. For instance, the Australian Aboriginal people mm -hmm. continue to burn a sacred flame to honor his memory, while members of the Native American Hopi and Havasope tribes Revere Hopi. his work. Hopi, the first one I sure. know is Hopi. Okay, Hopi. Uh, and there are also many tributes throughout India, including restaurants, cultural festivals, etc. After his death, he was honored by Jamaica with a designated order of merit by his nation, which is the fourth highest honor in the entire country. So, as you can see, he touched a lot of people that are maybe, uh, how would you call them? You know, people, people that uh, people who yeah. have been, I would say, basically every people who have been particularly disenfranchised, marginalized, abused, killed, yeah, displaced by white Western culture. Yeah, well said. Sorry if that's too woke. Hey, that's what we're here for on the Tennis Podcast. We like it nice and awake. See how I lamified the woke. Okay. You, you did. You made it a lot worse. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Where did all his money come from last year? First of all, he had more than a billion streams on Spotify mm -hmm. uh, in 2020 alone. House of Marley, his line of speakers, turntables and headphones, and sales of t-shirts and lighters with his likeness. <laughs> t-shirts and lighters. That's a lot of t-shirts and lighters, but he, yeah. I've seen him on a lot mm -hmm. of t-shirts and lighters. Yep. And that makes him, uh, after f more than 40 years after his death, we're still seeing Bob Marley's face, I don't know, more days than not when I'm out in public, I guess. On the reg. Yeah. On the reg. I like that. 
How'd this guy die? In July of 1977, you mentioned the foot thing. So he was diagnosed with a type of malignant melanoma under a toenail. Contrary to urban legend, lesion was not primarily caused by an injury during a football match that year, oh. but was instead a symptom of already existing cancer. Mm-hmm. So you bought into the urban legend. I didn't think you could get cancer from playing soccer. <laughs> it's football, you fucking American. He had to see two doctors before biopsy was made, which confirmed archoletogenous melanoma. Marley rejected his doctor's advice to have his toe amputated, which would have hindered his performing career, citing his religious beliefs, and instead the nail bed were removed and a skin graft was taken from his thigh. Why do you suppose, I mean, I guess I can understand as maybe, I, honestly, I can't understand as part of your religion, you can't have your toe amputated. Yeah. But I really don't understand why he said it would affect his performance because he's not dancing. Doesn't he move around a lot? I don't know. I think you just got to stand there. When you're a singer and songwriter, you don't, it is not necessary to dance. You could have a stool. He yeah, but, it a would, stool. But, but maybe he thought if he can't be Bob Marley on stage, that's not enough for him to sit in a stool. What would a stoner appreciate more on stage than sitting down on a stool? Just relax. You're like George Costanza trying to get a stool to that security guard. <laughs> he needs to be up and alert and at his Bob Marleyist. Exactly. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, he wouldn't do it for religious beliefs. It doesn't expand on what that means, but eventually it caught up with him. He was jogging in Central Park in New York, where his family cancer had spread to his brain, lungs, and liver. Isn't it weird that something that starts in your toe can make it to your brain in just a few years? Yeah, that's a really, that's something I usually like to think about in the evening before I go to bed. You should have got that toe amputated, man. I don't know, but from what I'm reading, it's implied to me that if he had just amputated the toe, he would have been fine, right? Yeah. He's too proud of that toe. Yeah. Anyway, his health deteriorated. The rest of his tour, his last tour was canceled. He sought treatment in Germany where he underwent an alternative cancer treatment. That's never good. Based on avoidance of certain foods, drinks, and other substances. That ain't gonna work. It did not work. After eight months, he boarded a plane, headed to Dubaica. They had to make an emergency landing and he died there in Miami, Florida. Oh, he wanted to die in Jamaica, but he didn't make it. He didn't make it. That's too bad. And his last words to his son. Uh, his last word was, a fucking toe. Should have amputated that toe, Jack. He said, money can't buy life. Well, those are his final words. That's but you know what money true. can buy? A new toe. Yeah, he could have gotten a, a prosthetic toe. toe. Yeah. He could have just worn boots. Nobody would have known the difference. It's against his religion, Brandon. <laughs> to not wear flip-flops. His religion is flip-flops, and he's like, how am I going to make this shit work without a big toe? People have prosthetic toes all the time, right? Even in the 80s, he could have been fine. I don't think people really have prosthetic toes. From what I understand, when you break a toe, there's nothing, they're just like, ah, oh, fuck, that sucks, you know. <laughs> uh, try not to move it around too much while the broken bones inside your toe slowly heal. So, I would imagine that doctors give the same sort of respect to an amputated toe that they give to a broken one, which is none. And they just say, well, fuck it, I guess. Okay, well, they don't shrug and say that sucks. I guess you don't have a toe right there, huh? Maybe the other ones will scoot over and fill that space up. Have you seen The Croods, the animated children's movie? Uh, no, but I mean, I'm aware of it. And the second one, uh, she's missing a toe and she just uses a peanut there. And it works great. No one ever knows the difference. My point is, he could have walked around with a peanut in place of his toe. No one would have known. He could have done a lot of things besides die. 
It seems unnecessary to leave. So now that we're done shitting on Bob Marley after not knowing yeah. hardly anything about him. <laughs> I'm sure he was great. Uh, well, he's number eight. Again, he earned $14 million. So who do you got next? Did Freddie Mercury make the top 13? Well, if this was a top 10 list, no. But he made the top 13 at number 11 with $9 million. Gotta admit, Freddie Mercury is a pretty good guess. Yeah. Because on his own, because he was part of the band. Most of the other people that I wrote down here, including musicians, were known on their own. But Freddie Mercury is one of those examples of like, he is the band, you know? Queen yeah. is not Queen without Freddie Mercury. Yeah, you could make a pretty good argument for like Brian May's guitar. But yeah, for the most part, it was, it was all Freddie Mercury. They could have found another guitarist. I mean, you couldn't have found another Freddie Mercury. Tell us about Freddie Mercury, Brandon, in like four sentences or less. Freddie Mercury was the lead singer and I think the main composer for the band Queen. He was British. Um, I think he was classically trained. I think they might all have been classically trained. He had like one of the most impressive vocal ranges of any popular artist. I know how he died. I mean, do you want me to say how he died? Well, I think most people know he died of AIDS yeah, had... in 1991 at age 45. Usually they say complications due to AIDS, I guess. I don't oh, know. Fine. But he died. Yeah, he had AIDS. Let me revise it. Complications due to AIDS. Yeah, he's dead. He certainly is dead. His death is fascinating, which I'll get to in a moment. Let me rattle off a few more bullet points about Freddie Mercury. Before you move on to how fascinated you are by full-blown AIDS. <laughs> by his fucking death, yeah. What can you say about Queen? One of the greatest bands of all time. They achieved the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award in 2018. They're in all kinds of, hall of halls of fame. But the one thing that's kind of uh, re-catapulted them back into the public eye is the 2018 film Bohemian Rhapsody. It was, when it was released, the highest grossing musical biographical film of all time. He was betrayed by Rami Malek, who received the Academy Award, BAFTA Award, Golden Globe Award, Screen Actors Guild Award, and Tennis Podcast Award for Best Performance. So, in 2020, after that film, which was 2018, put Freddie Mercury back in the spotlight, his estate recapped a small portion of the film's nearly $1 billion box office. It also led to a spike in Queen's music and merch sales. Oh, Queen's another one of those bands where you can, like, find their shirt in a Walmart or a Target, you know? Yeah. Do you think Bob he Marley cracked the top 13 specifically because that movie yeah. was popular? Yeah. And one reason I say that is because I can see the top 10 for the last 20-something years. They probably haven't changed very much. In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. But Freddie Mercury is uh, not usually in the... In fact, I'm kind of scrolling through here. 2020 is his first time in it. He's at 11. Hmm. Who is in charge of his estate? Did he leave all his money to his cat or something? People do that, you know. They leave money to their pets. He's got a really rich cat. That's what I'm doing, leaving money to... A cat. You don't have a cat. I haven't gotten the cat yet. I just know I'm going to do it. I'm going to have to get a cat before I die. Of all the people I know in my life, mm -hmm. people and animals, of every living thing I know, my cat has the highest percentage rate of putting me in a good mood. I don't get mad at my cat very often, you know? My kids annoy me. Even my dog can get, you God know... God damn, why don't you do the podcast with the fucking cat? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking... Hey, I would if I could. You know, her little mews are just fucking... They melt hey. you. Let's get on to the let's get on to the full blown. You asked here. about the cat. All right, so AIDS. There were signs that Freddie Mercury was 
exhibiting HIV symptoms as early as 1982. That's nine years before he died. According to his partner, Jim Hutton, Mercury was diagnosed with AIDS in late April 1987. Around that time, Mercury did an interview where he claimed to have tested negative for HIV. So he's lying. Musicians are not known for lying, so it's surprising. The British press pursued the rumors over the next few years, fueled by Mercury's increasingly gaunt appearance. Queen's absence from touring and reports from former lovers to tabloid journals. Uh, By 1990, rumors about his wealth were rife. At the 1990 Brit Awards held at the Dominion Theatre in London, Mercury made his final appearance on stage. He joined the rest of Queen to collect an award for outstanding contribution to British music. That's in February 1990. After the conclusion of his work with Queen in June 1991, he retired to his home in Kensington, West London. You have a place there too, right, Brandon? One of your uh, retirement homes mm-hmm. or vacation homes? Mm-hmm. I'm leaving it to a cat. Yeah, well, that's smart. I've heard they have really good mews. Mew, mew, mew. Not good. Keep going. Near the end of his life, Mercury began to lose his sight. Isn't that a fucking scary sentence? Well, losing your sight? Yeah, but it's like, I mean, losing his sight is not the only thing that happened. That's like a symptom of all the other terrible shit happening to his body. Yeah. It's like losing your sight on top of it. He uh, quickened his death by refusing medication and took only painkillers. Finally, November 22nd, 1991, which is what, 28 years to the day after JFK was killed? uh, He called Queen's manager Jim Beach to prepare a public statement, which is read the following day. And here's the statement. Following the enormous conjecture in the press over the last two weeks, I wish to confirm that I have been tested HIV positive and have AIDS. I felt it correct to keep this information private to date to protect the privacy of those around me. However, the time has come now for my friends and fans around the world to know the truth, and I hope that everyone will join me, my doctors, and those worldwide in the fight against this terrible disease. My privacy has always been very special to me, and I'm famous for my lack of interviews. Please understand, this policy will continue. <laughs> well, I love that ending. Because he died. Yep. One day later after that statement, he died. Cause of death officially was bronchial pneumonia resulting from AIDS. Those were the complications I spoke of. You did speak of the complications. Mm-hmm. So that's Queen. I'm a, I'm a Queen fan. I think Freddie Mercury's pretty good. Noted. Okay, how about Jimi Hendrix? No, no Jimi Hendrix. In fact, I don't think he's ever been in the top. Uh, in 2011, he was number nine. What about Kurt Cobain? No, Kurt Cobain is not here. Although in 2006, he was number one because of a big $50 million sale of the Nirvana catalog. But he's not been in the list since then. Is George Harrison in the top 13? George Harrison, what number would you guess? Uh, six. Well, if you take six and you multiply it by... I don't know. Just tell me what number he is. It's 12. Number 12. Okay. Number two keeps coming back. George Harrison, who is that guy, Brandon? What's he done? He was one of them Beatles. Hmm. He was the guitarist and sometimes sitarist. Is that right? Singer-songwriter George Harrison. Yep, he's from the Beatles. Uh, In December 92, he became the first recipient of the Billboard Century Award, an honor presented to music artists for significant bodies of work. He recognized Harrison's critical role in laying the groundwork for the modern concept of world music. It's a pretty big legacy to leave behind, I guess. In 2020, the Quiet Beatle pocketed a seven-figure check from the band Cirque du Soleil show Love. I didn't even know that was... Have you heard of that? Yeah, I had the soundtrack. It was Beatles songs that were uh, remastered but also remixed. 
So yeah, the soundtrack, if you're a Beatles fan, the soundtrack to Love is kind of a cool, fun item. I didn't know about that. Do you know how George Harrison died? I assume you do. He had throat cancer. Uh, Actually, lung cancer. But did you know that in 1999, he was attacked in his home? Yeah, he got stabbed. Yeah. Some crazy person broke into his house. This is when he was already sick with cancer and he he tussled with him. I don't think it was public yet. But in December 1999, his wife and him were attacked in their home by Michael Abram. A 34-year-old man suffering from paranoid schizophrenia broke in and with a kitchen knife punctured a lung and caused head injuries before Olivia Harrison incapacitated the assailant by striking him repeatedly with a fireplace poker and a lamp. Harrison later commented, I feel exhausted and can feel the strength draining from me. I vividly remember a deliberate thrust to my chest. I could hear my lung exhaling and had blood in my mouth. I believe I had been fatally stabbed. He was hospitalized with 40 stab wounds. Holy shit. And part of his punctured cancerous lung was removed. Holy shit. And he lived another two years. I did not know it was 40 stab wounds. I don't know how you survived that. God damn. George has become my favorite Beatle and that just fucking amplified him (laughs) even more so. Yeah, I've always liked George. He was attacked by a crazed fan Mm -hmm. just like John Lennon was. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, So, two years later, just under two years, he began radiotherapy uh, in New York City for non-small cell lung cancer that had spread to his brain. That's not good. When that news became public, he actually sued his physician for breach of privacy. No, his estate later sued sued the physician. Yeah. Uh, And finally, on November 29, 2001, he died on a property belonging to Paul McCartney on Heather Road in Beverly Hills, Los Angeles at age 58. Do you think it would, it's weird for like people who like lived a long time, but then died not very long at all after September 11th, 2001. And like, you think that's kind of a weird thing? Like at the very end of their life, they're like, oh my God, the whole world's going to shit. That's kind of the- Oh, you're saying like, so he's leaves, looking out the window saying like- Leaves a very bad taste in your mouth in your last few weeks and months. You could say that same shit about- 2020 or 2021 in America. Yeah, maybe so. Right? But I I get your point. Here's the thing. He lived a long... Well, he didn't live a long. He lived longer than John Lennon life. Yeah. 58, that's a pretty good run. Uh, Made a lot of money, had a lot of fun, been all over the world, revered forever. As Forever from now, he will be revered as one of the most influential musicians in history, but he's dead. Didn't keep him from being dead. No, he's dead. Hey, Charlie. What? Can I borrow a couple bucks? Mm, sure. Do you have a couple bucks to borrow to lend me? Mm-hmm, I have about three. You have three dollars? Mm-hmm. And you lend me two of them? Mm-hmm. You're a hell of a guy. Well, you know what I want to do with those two dollars? What? Buy cigarettes. Seriously? No. Dude. What I want to do with those dollars, with your couple bucks, is subscribe to the Tennis Podcast Patreon. Do you know what a Patreon is? Nope. Well, let me tell you what it is. You get our episodes early. Would you like to get an episode, if you got episodes of The Mandalorian earlier than everyone else in the world, when you feel pretty hot to try? Yep. Do you think anyone likes to listen to me as much as you like to watch The Mandalorian? Probably. Really? Mm-hmm. That's very sweet. You get episodes ad-free. Yeah. That's huge, right? Yeah. We hate ads. Mm-hmm. Where do you see ads the most? On YouTube. What are the ads for? For like cleaning, food, mostly just cleaning and food. 
Yeah, we hate ads. You're not going to have ads if you get the Patreon episodes. We're also going to have monthly bonus episodes on there on topics that we can't touch on in the main episodes. Episodes that are too hot to handle. Oh. Does it sound gross or creepy? Yes. Yeah, they're all gross and creepy. All the best gross and creepy stuff are on the monthly bonus episodes. Wow. You're also going to get a welcome pack with free swag and merch. Amazing. Do you know what swag is? No. Do you want some? Yes. And more. This last bullet point says, and more. Who knows what more could be? It could be windbreakers. Yeah. It could be jelly beans that taste like peanut butter and hot dogs. Wow. It starts at only $2 a month. Go to patreon.com slash tennispod. That's patreon.com slash 10ISHPOD. Tennispod, a better way to pod. Doesn't make any sense, does it? No, it does not make any sense. Okay, well, now I'm running out of guesses and there's still a lot of people on this list. So, how about Marilyn Monroe? Marilyn Monroe is unlucky number 13. Her death is interesting too. That's why I had to go top 13 on this list. Mm -hmm. Miss Monroe, listener of the show, she earned $8 million in 2020. Her ass has been dead for, let's see, 1962 is what, 49 years? uh, No, 59 years ago, right? And she still made $8 million in 2020. And it's just, that's crazy. She died of an overdose at age 36 in 1962. Let me toss this to you first. What is it about Marilyn Monroe that makes her such an icon? I mean, you're asking me? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I just don't know that. I mean, I don't know a lot about her. I don't know. She's good looking and people like to uh, fixate on celebrities. You know, I don't know a ton about her. I did do a book report in high school, but I want to say she did a lot for feminism as well. So, according to the Guide to the United States Popular Culture, As an icon of American pop culture, Marilyn Monroe's few rivals in popularity include Elvis Presley and Mickey Mouse. No other star has ever inspired such a wide range of emotion, from lust to pity, from envy to remorse. An art historian, Gail Levin, stated that Monroe may have been the most photographed person of the 20th century. Well, there you go. Yeah. So the late movie blonde goddess will forever be worshipped. Her image and name are used by nearly 100 brands globally, including Dolce & Gabbana, Zales, and even Lego. Mm -hmm. So that's where all the money's coming from. 100 brands globally use her image and name. Do you know anything about her death? She took pills. Monroe's troubled private life received much attention. She struggled with addiction and mood disorders. Her marriages to retired baseball star Joe DiMaggio and playwright Arthur Miller were highly publicized and both ended in divorce. On August 4th, 1962, she died at age 36 from an overdose of barbiturates at her home in L.A. Her death was ruled a probable suicide, although several conspiracy theories have been proposed in the decades following her death. After her death, the suicide rate in L.A. doubled the month following. Oh yeah, it became cool, became fashionable. Brandon, has a celebrity dying ever made you think about dying too? My own mortality um, or or dying because they died? Like, let's say when, you know, the guy from Jackass that died? What's his name? No. Anyway, one of the main Jackass guys died a few years ago. Uh-huh. When he died, did you look in the mirror and say, I think I'm going to go with him? Well, clearly, since I can't remember his name, no. What about when the um, Beastie Boy died? 
No. Wow, you just must not have much empathy for these people if you're not even willing to die for them when they die. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> okay, that's it. For, that's basically it for Monroe. I mean, there's a lot of t- conspiracy theories that she was murdered because of her ties to yeah, because she had the sex mafia with JFK, and JFK. And while she was having yeah. sex with him, he was like mumbling and telling her all <laughs> kinds of Cold War secrets. She's walking around with all these high-level secrets in her head. Yeah. She had to go. Yeah, I don't rule it out. So you got Marilyn Monroe at 13, George Harrison at 12, Freddie Mercury at 11. So you're really great at guessing outside the top 10. How about John Wayne? Huh. No, but now I'm like, why isn't he in here? It's interesting. It's probably because he's mostly, besides movies, he's mostly on like uh, decorative plates and uh, oil paintings and old people's houses and shit like that. What about fucking Prince? Yeah, Prince is on here. I keep forgetting he's dead. Been dead for five years now. Crazy, right? Just seems like yesterday. He's number 10. He earned $10 million last year. I know you're a Prince fan, Brandon, so give us an overview. Uh, Prince was a teeny tiny man with a really big talent from, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> from Minnesota, from Minneapolis, the Minneapolis area. Yes. Yep. He, <laughs> he lived there. Well, that's, he like invented a sound, that, like the Minneapolis sound. I got it. Anyway, he made Purple Rain. He made a shitload of hits that you know. He invented the color purple. Right. And then he died. And which country was he a prince in? Hilarious joke. <laughs> okay. Do you know what his name is? No. So, prince. you did all the notes. You're going to shit on me. And uh, with your... With your jitty Prince joke, his real name was Prince. It is his first name. Well, I know, I knew he changed it, but was no, that, he, was didn't that his... cha- he didn't change it. His name was Prince Rogers Nelson. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else, but I thought he legally changed his name to just Prince at some point. No, his mom and dad named him Prince. It's a good name. It fits him. If he was the exact same person, exact same career, but his name was like Bill Smith, it just doesn't work as well as Prince. Doesn't have the same pizzazz. No. Well, there was a lot of pizzazz when he died of an overdose in April 2016, age 57. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick before that, though, uh, his 2020 earnings. So, this is what it says from Forbes. While his Paisley Park has never reached Graceland level popularity, the High Priest of Pop can... Oh, God. Oh, they always got to have these stupid nicknames. Sorry. The High Priest of Pop can still move music. If you would have said, the guess who the High Priest of Pop is... I never would have said that's Prince. Now, I know King, uh, Prince of Pop, or is it King of Pop? Anyway, I know the King of Rock and Roll. Yeah, you're giving away all the guesses on this list okay. in your answer This year, for this the purple one. one, the purple one moved nearly 700,000 albums in the US alone in 2020. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's how his ass died. In midlife, he reportedly experienced considerable pain from injuries to his body, uh, especially his hips. From wearing high heels all the time. It's what it says, yeah, from jumping off of speaker stacks in high heels. And he was sometimes seen using a cane. On April 7th, he postponed two performances at the Fox Theater in Atlanta from his piano and a microphone tour. The venue released a statement saying he had influenza. He rescheduled them and performed what was to be his final show on April 14th, despite not feeling well. He flew back to Minneapolis early the next morning and he became unresponsive. 
and his private jet made an emergency landing at Quad City International Airport in Maline, Illinois, or Maline, Illinois, where he was hospitalized and received naloxone, a medication used to block the effects of opioids, especially following an overdose. Once he became conscious, he left against medical advice and was seen bicycling the next day in his hometown of Chanhassen, Minnesota. I saw those pictures. Isn't that crazy? He was in the hospital for overdosing. Literally a day later, he leaves against the medical advice and rides his bike. Very Prince thing to do. It's like, now it's time to ride a bike. On April 21st, they received a 911 call. Caller initially told the dispatcher it was an unidentified person. Then moments later, he was dead. (laughs) Finally identified him as Prince. (laughs) I don't know, this guy's laying at the bottom of uh, of the elevator at Prince's house and he's wearing all, he's wearing purple crushed velvet and his hair is pulled back in a bun with a wrap around it. I don't know who this guy could be. Let me look at his face. Oh shit, it's Prince. They said when they got there, he'd already been dead six hours. Yeah, they found him dead. He was laying at the elevator the floor in front of the elevator. Yeah. I saw pictures of his dead body. You're sick. That's what you are. You're sick. I'm a fan. No additional estate claimants were recognized by the courts besides his full sister and five half-siblings. However, his estate remains unsettled. It's the Wild West over there at Paisley Park. Apparently, he didn't uh, cross all his T's and dot his I's on on all those documents before he died. No. He knew he was going to live forever. Prince is definitely one of those guys that's going to get, like, you know, the Bohemian Rhapsody treatment as far as a film goes. Oh, God, I hope not. The Bohemian Rhapsody. Pretty much everyone on this list probably will. I didn't see Bohemian Rhapsody because it looked like dog shit. I never saw it either. But it did extremely well and won a bunch of awards. And so that's going to be the door that opens all these other ones. I didn't say they'd be good, but I think it's going to happen. They did one with Elton John already. How about... Oh, no, he's alive. How about uh, John Lennon? He's dead. Are you sure he's dead? Should we check? John Lennon's dead. Number four. No, he's actually way down at number nine. Oh. Right above Prince. He made 13 million last year. He's been dead for uh, 41 41 years almost. 1980. Yeah. He died at age 40 in 1980 by homicide. John Lennon. He was in ACDC, right? Was he the one that died from ACDC? He was a Backstreet Boy. Which one was he? Are you going to save me here? I don't know. No, I don't know what the correct response to something like that is. Maybe I will podcast with the cat. I'm going to look into that. Well, can you give us a really brief overview of John Lennon? He was the other half of the Lennon-McCartney songwriting duo. Probably the most like successful pair of songwriters in history. And then, yeah, after the Beatles, he was successful somewhat as a solo artist. And then Mark David Chapman went cuckoo bananas and put some bullets in him. So, 40 years after John Lennon's murder, this is 2020, Beatles music still rings up a lot of dollars on Penny Lane. And thanks to co-writing credit on the Fab Four's most popular songs, this is all from Forbes, the late Lennon also cashes in when a tune is used on TV or in the movies. So, let's talk about Mark David Chapman. At approximately 5 p.m. on December 8, 1980, John Lennon autographed a copy of Double Fantasy for fan Mark David Chapman before leaving the Dakota with Yoko Ono for a recording session at the record plant. After the session, Lennon and Ono returned to their Manhattan apartment in a limo around 10.50 p.m. Eastern. 
They exited the vehicle and walked through the archway of the building when Chapman shot Lennon twice in the back and twice in the shoulder at close range. Well, he spoke to him first. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't have that. But do you remember what he said? Lennon recognized him from earlier. Right. I think it, it got the impression that it was kind of a weird interaction. There's a good chance that John felt like something is off about this guy. And then John continued walking through this archway. It's a huge archway. The Dakota was originally built in the 1800s. So this archway is large enough for uh, two horses drawing a carriage to walk through. And it goes, there's a door right next to it. And I don't know if he was going through that door where the guard is or through the main archway. But anyway, as he was going through there and his back to him, Mark David Chapman dropped down on like one knee in a like a policeman's shooting pose. And uh, he shot him with hollow point bullets, uh, which expand and burst inside you. Yeah. So, yeah, it did a lot of did a lot of organ damage to John Lennon immediately. Like, I don't think there's anything that they could have done to save him after he was shot. I looked it up. So right before shooting him, Mark David Chapman softly called out Mr. Lennon before firing and then dropped into a combat stance, like you said. Lennon never turned around. So I my guess is that... If I remember that, right, Lennon not only didn't turn around, but he started to run. Yeah, Lennon knew something was off and he was trying to ignore and not acknowledge him. But he died. And there's actually a picture of John Lennon signing the autograph for Mark David Chapman earlier in the day. Right. And his last words in the car on the way to the hospital, hospital were, I'm shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in case it's maybe crazy, they're right? wondering what the boo-boo was, he told them. And this all stemmed, correct me if I'm wrong, but from my memory tells me that this all stemmed from John Lennon's quote that the Beatles were bigger than Jesus, right? Mm. Isn't that what kind of set Mark David Chapman down a path? It's maybe one of the things that he fixated on, but he was really into the Beatles before he decided to, to fixate on that statement, I think. Yeah, I think he became obsessed with that statement. I'm not saying that's the only thing, but I'm saying like that was one of the launching points for this. Anyway, yeah, Mark David Chapman uh, killed him. He is still in prison. I'm running out of guesses here, so I got to bring in my heavy hitters and say Elvis. Uh, no Elvis in the top 10. Don't believe it. Uh, you're right. He's number five. Number five, with $23 million, he died in August 1977 at age 42 from a heart attack. His heart failed because he was constipated and he was squeezing really hard and because he was also fat. There's this maneuver that you can do when you're lifting weights where you put air in your torso and use it as outward pressure to help like support your core and, and around your back and stuff. But doing that also puts a lot of pressure like on the inside of your body, especially if you're a great big fat person who's sitting on the toilet and trying to push out constipated turds. And it was the pushing gave him the heart attack as he was putting his butt down to the seat. Well, let's be clear. There's a lot of lead up in his life that contributed as well. It wasn't just that he was a, a healthy, normal man sitting on a toilet and pushed to Yeah, hard. the constipation <laughs> was from drug abuse. Of everyone I've ever read up on, he's like one of the biggest drug fiends. He's having a good time. Yeah, too good of a time. But fucking Elvis, man. I mean, I don't know. I remember reading a study once. This is years ago, but it's always stuck with me that there was a study done, and I don't remember how or why or what, 
But the end result was that Elvis Presley and Jesus were the two most recognizable people in history as far as their face. And yeah, one of them isn't even the right fucking face. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guarantee the, the, rec- the quote unquote recognizable picture of Jesus is the friendly looking white dude with yeah, the straight white brown dude with the long hair. hair and the beard. Yeah, yeah. of course. Elvis, from his rise to poverty to significant fame, his success seemed to epitomize the American dream. He is the best-selling solo music artist of all time. In 20, I didn't know this, or maybe I forgot, but in 2018, Elvis Presley was uh, awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom posthumously by Donald Trump. Okay. Did you know that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What did he do? Did he serve? Well, the Medal of Freedom isn't given for military service but elvis was in the army was drafted yeah. into the army but no it do- didn't have to do with his military service i don't know it's probably well, it's a just, bad name then Medal i mean of it's freedom. just something that would make old white boomers happy <laughs> he also gave the presidential medal of freedom to like rush limbaugh and john voight of course well you gotta have john voight in there All right, well, in polls and surveys, Elvis is recognized as one of the most important popular music artists and influential Americans in history. American composer and conductor Leonard Bernstein said, Elvis Presley is the greatest cultural force in the 20th century. He introduced the beat to everything, and he changed everything. Music, language, clothes, it's a whole new social revolution. The 60s came from Elvis. That's the quote, anyway. The coronavirus shook up Elvis's empire in 2020. <laughs> Graceland. <laughs> they shook it up. You get it? Shook up? Yep. Yeah. I'm all shook up. Graceland, his home turned museum, typically accounts for more than $10 million of his earnings every year, but was closed for two months of the year and is now operating at reduced capacity. Have you ever <laughs> been to Graceland? Only closed for two months. It is not an open space. Well, fucking Memphis. Yeah, I've, I have been to Graceland. Is it worth it? I've never been. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it is worth it. It's fucking wild looking house on the inside, at least the parts that you can see. And then like all the stuff and memorabilia is there. Yeah, it's part of a well-rounded American experience. I liked, we went for like a long weekend before we ever had kids. We went to Memphis. We just picked a city and we're like, let's go check out Memphis. Uh, So shout out to Memphis. Jim Neely's Interstate Barbecue and Gus's Fried Chicken in Graceland. Didn't you used to hate Memphis? No. You Wasn't used there to, a joke about... You used to make some, you made something up about how I was shitting on Memphis or St. Louis or Kansas City or one of those, but I didn't <laughs> They're shit all on They're the anyone. same to you, huh? <laughs> Memphis, yeah. Go check out that Gus's Fried Chicken. Gus's Fried Chicken. And do huh? not go to B.B. King's Barbecue. It's bullshit. Oh, okay. Well, barbecue is part of what contributed to Elvis's death, which we'll get to. So here's how he died. The, well, the I told lead up you. to that. I told you graphically how he died. Well, I'm going to get even more graphic. The book Elvis, What Happened, co-written by three bodyguards, fired the previous year, <sighs> mm-hmm. was published in August 1977. Now, this is when Elvis is still alive. It was the first expose to detail Presley's years of drug misuse. Can you believe that? He died in 1977. He died the right. same month, I think, as this book came out. And this is the first expose. It's just crazy because drug use is like such a part of his story looking back. But anyway, he was devastated by the book and tried unsuccessfully to halt its release by offering money to the publishers. 
By this point, he suffered from glaucoma, hypertension, liver damage, and an enlarged colon, each magnified and possibly caused by drug abuse. On the evening of August 16, 1977, Elvis was scheduled to fly out of Memphis to begin another tour. That afternoon, Ginger Alden discovered him in an unresponsive state on a bathroom floor. I think that might have been his partner at the time. She discovered him on the bathroom floor unresponsive. According to her eyewitness account, Elvis looked as if his entire body had completely frozen in a seated position while using the toilet and had fallen forward in that fixed position directly in front of it. It was clear that from the time whatever hit him to the moment he had landed on the floor, he had not moved. So he's basically in a frozen seated position Hell on the yeah. bathroom floor. Attempts to revive him failed and he was pronounced dead. And it stunk like poop in there. <laughs> you know, they don't say that. I wonder if there was anything sitting there. The, in the EMTs toilet. were rushing in and they're like, <laughs> like, we're going to save your life, Elvis. And as soon as they walk in the bathroom, like, oh, shit, oh, put your shields up. And then they pull their T-shirts over their noses. No, they said fucking abort mission and they could have saved him. <laughs> but because of the stink, they abandoned. They run out with a gurney in front of That's them. That's the untold story. Well, Brandon, do you think you'll ever be famous enough from this podcast where people will try to steal your corpse from your grave mm-hmm. after you die? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what happened to Elvis. People tried to steal his body in late August, so they moved the remains of Elvis and his mother to Graceland's meditation garden. While an autopsy undertaken the same day he died was still in progress, Memphis medical examiner Jerry Francisco announced that, is there anyone named Francisco? That's not a fuck up. He announced that the immediate cause of death was cardiac arrest. Asked if drugs were involved, he declared that drugs played no role in Presley's death, Mm. which led to allegations of a cover-up. We know that's not true. So during a 1981 trial, this is four years later, trial of Elvis's main physician, George Nikopoulos, uh, they exonerated him of criminal liability for Elvis's death. The facts were startling. In the first eight months of 1977 alone, this physician had prescribed more than 10,000 doses of sedatives. 10,000 doses of sedatives, amphetamines, and narcotics, all in Elvis's name. 10,000 in eight months. His license was suspended for three months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, looks like I got to take a long vacation. All right, last note on Elvis is some guy that was present during the autopsy said he believes Presley's chronic constipation, the result of Years of prescription drug abuse and high fat, high cholesterol gorging. Hell yeah. Brought on what's known as Valsava's maneuver. <laughs> Put simply, the strain of attempting to defecate compressed the singer's abdominal aorta, shutting down his heart. Yeah, you don't want to compress your abdominal aorta with how fucking fat you are taking a shit. <laughs> I like how even in this medical autopsy report, he had to mention his high cholesterol gorging. It's like such an unpleasant way to put it. It sounds I mean, it's like, not wrong, but it's... It sounds it's, badass. Yeah. I saw a video just... This is very appropriate. I saw a video just the other day of one of his last performances, and, like, he can barely speak. He's, like, huffing and puffing and wheezing. He's fucking out of it. He can't, like, speak in full sentences. And he sits down at the piano. Jowls are flopping around. <laughs> Oh, come on. One of his helpers is standing there in like a little Diet Coke version of, uh, of Elvis's <laughs> jumpsuit. And this guy's standing there in his own jumpsuit next to Elvis, who's, you know, in the full Elvis jumpsuit at the piano. And he's just holding a microphone. Instead of using a microphone stand, Elvis has a guy who just gets paid to wear a sequin jumpsuit. 
and hold the microphone for him and like help him with his cape and shit like that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> his cape. He can barely fucking walk and talk and breathe. And then he sits down at the piano. And I swear to God, he even tell asked the guy to help him find the key. Basically, like where to start on the piano. Wow. And then as soon as his fingers touch it, he starts like he starts playing unchained melody. <laughs> it's instinct once he's there. And yeah, he played the piano perfectly and he starts singing and it sounds wowed and strong and it's emotional. It fits the song perfectly. It's an awesome performance. But yeah, he, it's like the performance part of him like kicked in and he became Elvis for a few minutes. Yeah. And then after it was over, he was back to just being this big, sloppy, unable to breathe Elvis. It's sad, but what are you going to do? Yeah, but good times. Good times. Why don't you give me another guess? So let's stay in music here. Who died very recently, who is a musician, but nothing like Elvis? I don't know if you'll get this one. Michael Jackson? Well, yeah, but let's save that. The person I'm talking about died in 2019 from an overdose. Mac Miller? No, he was age 21. Oh. He's a emo rapper. Oh, I don't fucking know. Okay, Juice World. I never heard of Juice World. But there's no O in world. Juice World. W-R-L-D. Never heard of you, Juice World. <laughs> I remember seeing headlines when he died, but I had never heard of him before then. And I, Look, I'm completely ignorant to this guy, so I'll tell you what I know. Me too. Never fucking heard this name in my life. He's number seven. That means he's above Bob Marley, John Lennon, Marilyn Monroe, Prince, Freddie Mercury, George Harrison. Due to like the timing of when he died, right? Yes. Ooh, that just gave me an idea. He died at age 21. He made $15 million last year. His song Lucid Dreams has been played on Spotify over a billion times. He's considered a leading figure in the emo rap and SoundCloud rap genres. His death prompted an outpouring of grief across social media and from the music industry. His uh, posthumous album, Legends Never Die, debuted at number one. The album was the most successful chart debut for a dead artist in 20 years. Good for him, but I, yeah, I, emo rap is just a blind spot on my listening. Talk about success, though. Age 21 and you die, and this shit's like, I guess Tupac was 25, so. So here's how he died. In December 2019, his real name is Jared Higgins. So Higgins was aboard a private Gulfstream jet flying from Vinoy's Airport in LA to Midway International Airport in Chicago. Law enforcement officers were waiting for the jet to arrive, having been notified that the, they suspected there were guns and drugs on the plane. They were right. Law enforcement officials later revealed that they found 70 pounds, or 32 kilograms, of marijuana on the aircraft and said several members of Higgins' management team aboard the flight had told them Higgins had taken several unknown pills, including allegedly swallowing multiple Percocet pills to hide them while police were on board the plane searching the luggage. Wait a second. He began... This is getting dumber and dumber. Why did they need that much weed? 70 pounds of weed? Bro. That's like a... uh, You just don't know how to party. That's like a sixth grader's worth of weed. (laughs) Just for like a trip? Well, I, I don't know. That's fucking crazy. I mean, have you never smoked 70 pounds of weed in one sitting? Mm-mm. <laughs> no. I mean, is that even possible? I mean, to Would s- you die? I don't even know. No, you'd just go sleepy time before anything else. I guess you'd go to sleep before you finished. One time I saw a video where somebody hooked up, they used a leaf blower that had like a bucket, a metal bucket attached to it that was full of weed. 
and then they lit it with a torch and they used the leaf blower as like a giant pipe and they filled this big tent with people full of weed smoke. Well, and then also like gasoline smoke because they started a small motor on the back of this leaf blower. I want to say like the amount of marijuana that could probably fit in that bucket has to be less than like five or six pounds. And it annihilated a tent full, <laughs> a tent full of young people within like 30 seconds. We're just like, <laughs> something about the way you said that it annihilated a tent full of young people. <laughs> it started out really funny. They were like, oh, look how much weed smoke's getting blown. And then like, then just smoke keeps filling and filling and filling and filling into the point where like, you can't see anything in front of the camera anymore. Yeah. Well, it's like the smoke would get to you just because it's smoke, even aside from the fact that it's marijuana smoke, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Also eating Percocet to hide them. Like, no, you didn't hide him. You just took him. Yeah. Multiple. Doesn't say how many. Uh, But anyway, he died because of that. Officially, he died as a result of toxic levels of oxycodone and codeine present in his system. Codeine. That's juice world. Codeine, whatever. And again, no O in world. That's a thing now. Doesn't the weekend? Weekend's missing an E in his name, right? What is that? Why are we doing that? I don't know. I'm not paying much attention to these guys. Maybe I ought to keep a closer eye on them. I could help out with some of this stuff. I could have said, juice, you only need to take like... Just take a handful of pre-rolls with you, buddy. You don't need a suitcase packed to the brim full of marijuana. More than a suitcase. If you're going to hide pills, just like, I don't know, stick them in your pocket, stomp on them, like, don't your fucking butt, eat them. Isn't that the tried and true? Like, shove them up your butt. Well, then you're still taking them. I guess that's true. Or just be a badass and go to jail like an outlaw. Nah. Oh, I'm supposed to do more guessing. Yeah, I was going to guess, like, because you said Juice World died at the end of 2019, right? Uh, yes. And he had albums that were ready to come out? Yes. Okay. I'm going to guess that dead Kobe Bryant t-shirt sales during COVID shutdown push Kobe. Is Kobe Bryant in the top? Well, I guess it would have to be in the top seven now. Um, he is. He's number six. But, Fuck. Uh, <laughs> not t-shirts it's uh sneakers oh yeah i guess that makes more sense he actually died in 2020 as well yeah i was gonna say like the timing if you're gonna die if there's no way that you could get in that top 10 normally and you're but you're gonna (laughs) die and make it for that year you have to die within either late 2019 or early 2020 and fucking juice and kobe fall into that when you said he died at the end of 2019 that's what made me think of because he wouldn't have made it otherwise i would never heard of this guy otherwise well maybe you know you have someone on the other line your list provider is leading you to the proverbial water to drink and i led you to that guess you're welcome sure Um, and keep keep note out there celebrities that uh when you're planning your helicopter crash try to do it at the very end of one year or the very beginning of the next year to make the top 10 forbes list for richest dead celebrities Kobe Bryant is number six with $20 million. He died in January at age 41 from a helicopter crash. That was a crazy news. Like, what a news headline that was that day. He's regarded as one of the greatest basketball players of all time. 
He won five NBA championships, was an 18-time All-Star, a 15-time member of the All-NBA team, a 12-time member of the All-Defensive team, the 2008 MVP, a two-time NBA Finals MVP. He also led the NBA in scoring twice and ranks fourth in league all-time regular season and postseason scoring. Holy shit, we get it. He was good at basketball. Yeah. Well, he died in January, like I said, but almost immediately Nike sold out its Kobe Bryant merchandise. I guess that could include shirts. Uh, But also his autobiography, which it must have already been out, the autobiography, but it sold 300,000 copies that year. that's That's what brought him all this cashola. So on January 26th, a helicopter departed from John Wayne, speaking of John Wayne, airport in Orange County, California, with nine people aboard. Included Brian, his 13-year-old daughter. I forgot his daughter died. Mm-hmm. 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, or Gianna. Six family friends and the pilot. The flight trackers showed that the helicopter circled above the LA Zoo due to heavy air traffic in the area. Uh, by 9.45 a.m., the helicopter had experienced fog and turned south toward the mountains, crashed into the side of a mountain, about 30 miles northwest of downtown LA, and began burning. Bryant, his daughter, and ev- everyone on board was killed. God damn. Imagine getting that news. If you're the wife, not only is your husband dead, but your daughter is dead as well at the same time. Not fun. From what I can tell, it's not fun. These helicopter pilots are playing fast and loose. Um, okay. What about Aretha Franklin? I guess she is dead, huh? No, she's not on here. Ray Charles. No. <sighs> uh, Tupac. No, surprisingly. Number one, you've already mentioned, but let's save him. Number four is the only sports, well, okay, besides Kobe Bryant, the only sports person on this list. And his money comes from a drink. What? His deal with Arizona Beverages for his namesake lemonade iced tea. Names, oh, fucking Arnold Palmer is getting paid off of of mixing lemonade and iced tea. He found a way to get paid on that. Yeah, that brought him in $25 million last year. He's number four? He's number four. Holy fuck. And his death is so boring, too. He just died of an old man at age 87. Yeah, he, he didn't die, like, fucking fighting an alligator on the golf course. To be fair, none of these people died fighting an alligator on a golf course. I get your point, though. Not exciting. It was heart disease. But, so he was the first guy when they said, you know, they're going around you know, taking drink orders. Lemonade. I'll have lemonade. I'll have lemonade. Like an iced tea, please. I'll have a lemonade. I'll have an iced tea. Then they get to Arnold and he's like, <laughs> give me a little of both. And everybody's like, what? <laughs> Did he invent it? I thought they just slapped his name on it. I don't know. I guess so. Well, let me tell you about it. First of all, Arnold Palmer. I had heard of the drink, but I had no idea who this guy was, to be honest. Do you know anything about him? He was a golfer. Yeah, he was like a champion golfer, yeah. Yeah, he was uh, one of golf's most popular stars, the first superstar of the sports television age in the 1950s. Palmer, along with Jack Nicklaus and Gary Player, were the big three in golf during the 60s. They are credited with popularizing and commercializing the sport around the world. So in 2020, Arnie's Army is still drinking him up. King's deal with Arizona Beverages for his namesake lemonade iced tea beverage brings in millions cushioned by a contract with a MasterCard and hundreds of retailers that sell Arnold Palmer branded merchandise throughout Asia. <laughs> so it's not just the drink, I guess. Oh. Who knew he was big in Asia? 
Oh, I guess they like golf over there. He died of heart disease at age 87 in 2016. He left $875 million in his estate. Holy fuck. Crazy. Yeah. God damn, I need to learn to play golf really good. You need to learn to podcast really good first. Focus on one thing at a time. No, I want to do something that's got some money in it. <laughs> okay. You just well, need three left, right? No, I have four left. One, three, left? one, two, three, and seven. Oh, seven. Who is seven? No, you got seven. Juice oh, World. seven was Juice World. I didn't write it down because I was too busy figuring out, like, how do you spell world? Now, when you spell it, o. leave the O out. Yes. Okay, so one, two, and three, and I know number one, so I'm guessing numbers two and three. Yes, and they're both famous for drawing, writing. Draw, making drawings and writings? <laughs> well, as a package deal, yes. They're uh, cartoonists. Bill Watterson. No, I know that he name. He did Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, Calvin and Hobbes. Okay. No, not him. Oh, wait. What's the fucking Peanuts dude's name? Yeah, Charles Schultz. Charles Schultz. If uh, Bill Watterson didn't let, didn't like sell the likeness or the image rights for Calvin and Hobbes, but uh, peanuts are on anything. Charles Schulz had did not have that problem. He had no scruples about selling out. Yeah. Uh, well, to be, fuck, I wouldn't put my face on the fucking... No, I bet he was a pretty happy guy. I don't think he was... Yeah, in fact, he made more than $1.1 billion in his life. He's number three. He earned $33 million last year, and he's been dead for over 20 years. He oh, died they... in 2000 of cancer. Snoopy made this guy a billion fucking dollars. Yeah, and in fact, uh, last year, Apple TV Plus had a new series called Snoopy in Space. You also got the classics like Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, can I guess how he died? Sure. One of his children strangled him to death. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> if you get that Snoopy money. You know, you mentioned Aretha Franklin earlier, and I had a random flashback. We were talking about her in some episode, probably mm -hmm. some music episode. And you, you had told me with a straight face that she, that she died in a shootout with police. <laughs> and at first, I believed you until yeah. you told me that wasn't true. And now, imagine being eight years old, and you're my son, and your father constantly, you know, you're wondering about the world, and your father constantly tells you wild lies <laughs> like that with a completely straight face, and never tells you I the see truth. That to mine too. Mine will like look off into space for a minute and then he'll look at his mom and say, is daddy joking? <laughs> is he the liar I know him to be? <laughs> Absolutely not. He did die from being strangled by colon cancer. Oh. Um, kind of like being strangled. Strangled from the other end. Yeah. The last original peanut strip was published the same day as his death. And as part of his contract... Scholz requested that no other artist be allowed to draw peanuts, mm -hmm. and he also has legal ownership of the strip, and only syndicated reruns are in papers now. New TV specials have been produced, obviously, since his death, but they're based on stories from previous strips. That's it. So, it sounds like he was protective about the strip itself, but then some of the ancillary things, he's probably a little looser on. Like, obviously, well, as as... he didn't mind that someone else was CG drawing all of his characters. No, in fact, there's a quote that he thought, the TV shows are a separate thing from the strip. Right. The strip was sacred to him. But, uh, well, I mean, to yeah. the extent that he <laughs> fucking cashed in on it, which, I mean, good, good for him. That's, that's part of uh, the American dream, I guess. 
the comic strip was sacred to him, but I'm sure he could do without his colon strip. Colon strip. Oh. Fucking killing him. Yeah, it killed him. Okay, so wait, you said the other one is, there's another drawer, another artist. Artist, author, I mean. Is it children's author? Yeah. Oh, what's his ass? Was it last year that everyone was up their ass about Dr. Seuss, or was it this year? He's probably still making a lot of money no matter what, right? Yeah, I don't recall actually which year it was, but he's been in the top 10 every year since his death. Yeah. Dr. Seuss. Uh, I'm just scrolling through, and yeah, I don't see a single year where he's not in the top 10. Dr. Seuss is number two. I think this is his highest year, though, so it must be 2020 that this happened. You can't cancel Dr. Seuss's ass. He's too powerful. No, it's part of culture. It's like everybody's upbringing includes some Dr. Seuss, even if they don't know it. Uh, He died in 91 at age 87 of cancer, but he earned $33 million last year. Uh, in fact, he sold, sorry, he sold 6 million books in the U.S. alone last year. Uh, he also gets money from seven-figure TV and film deals. And by the time he died, get this, he died in 91. He was obviously very famous already by then. Mm-hmm. But that was before even like, uh, you know, kind of resurgence in film these days. Anyway, by the time he died, he had already sold 600 million copies. And that was 25 years ago. I just have a note here that I'm not going to spend any time on Seuss because we went in depth on him back in episode 98 where we covered the best-selling fiction authors. So if you want to hear about him and his World War II propaganda, you can go check out episode 98. But wait, how did he die? Cancer, age 87. Oh. And it doesn't specify what cancer it was. We can assume it was butt cancer. Again. Asshole cancer. Yeah. Yeah, number one, speaking of... He didn't have asshole cancer. Not that we know of. But he was interested in looking at buttholes. Well. (laughs) Michael Jackson. I'm not convinced, by the way. About him looking at those little boys' buttholes? Yeah, I mean, I'm not convinced he didn't. I'm on the fence about it. That's my official Yeah, at this point, I'm like, I mean, we don't say, like, I don't care about the fact that, like, people were hurt or whatever. But at this point, like, I don't give a fuck, man. (laughs) He was, he, no, I don't, yeah. like, he was weird. He didn't have good mental health. He obviously didn't put himself in a good situation. Well, look, regardless of if like he sexually con- abused. Yeah, context-wise, he made it look pretty bad for himself. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is even if he was innocent of the sexual abuse claims, he still did himself no favors. He would have been like, hey, knock off that goofball shit. Yeah. Get rid of that chimp. Uh, <laughs> no, don't, you don't got to get rid of the chimp though, Michael. Get rid of the teddy bear room. Have you ever read up on his childhood? Because it's pretty fucking awful. And start doing sleepovers with people who are 18 and over. This is what happened to Britney Spears. You know, Britney Spears is in the news right now because of the shit with her dad. She's trying to get, yeah, she's trying to get free from what sounds like a form of like captivity or enslavement. Well, I was reading about, we're on a sidebar here, but Britney Spears was forced into fame from a young age. She was on the Mickey Mouse Club by age nine. Yeah. She did something else after that. And then she had her big break in music at age 16. Michael Jackson was the same way. Before all that, when she was like a toddler, her mom was shoving her in, you yeah, know, right, right, right. Little Miss Alabama pageants and Doing stuff. Doing the John Bonet Ramsey type shit. Yeah. Michael Jackson was thrust into music from like the time he was born. And his father, yeah. We don't have to get into it, but he's had a long, complicated life that is it, when you read up on his childhood it's easy to see or at least understand how he turned out the way he turned out right anyway he died in 2009 can't believe it's been 12 years age 50 of an overdose slash homicide we'll get to that 
He earned $48 million last year. Now, he is dubbed the king of pop. Right. He's regarded as one of the most significant cultural figures of the 20th century. Over a four-decade career, his contributions to music, dance, fashion, and philanthropy, along with his publicized personal life, made him a global figure in pop culture. He's also the most awarded music artist in history, which I didn't know. So in 2020, the release of the 2019 damning documentary Leaving Neverland didn't cost the king of pop his crown. Jackson's My Jack music catalog, which includes tunes by Elvis and Aretha Franklin. I guess he owns some of that. Yeah, he also owned like Beatles catalogs. Oh, yeah, because he was married to um, Elvis's daughter. Lisa Marie Presley. Anyway, his estate sold a lot of that to Sony. And Michael Jackson has been number one, not just the top 10, but number one for 10 of the last 11 years on this list. He was number two in 2012 to Elizabeth Taylor. He earned an all-time record $825 million in 2016 alone due to a sale of half of his Sony and ATV music publishing catalog. Money's not an issue in the Jackson household. Let's talk about his death. Oh, sorry. I just started wondering about Elizabeth, why Elizabeth Taylor isn't making money anymore. But Sometimes it's a one-time thing. Like, remember Kurt Cobain? They had a big sale that year of the catalog, which put him at number one. But if not for that sale, he wouldn't be in the top 10. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's a similar deal. On June 25th, 2009, less than three weeks before the first This Is It show, that's the tour he was starting, This Is It, before it was due to begin in London, all the concerts were sold out. Jackson died from cardiac arrest. Conrad Murray, his personal physician, had given Jackson various medications to help him sleep at his rented mansion in Holmby Hills, Los Angeles. Paramedics received a 911 call at 12.30 p.m. Pacific time and arrived three minutes later. That's fucking fast. Three minutes from a call? Yeah, it's Michael Jackson. That's like, yeah. Uh, Jackson was not breathing and CPR was performed. For more than an hour, uh, they tried CPR, but they were unsuccessful and he was pronounced dead two hours after they arrived. Jackson was administered, not to help me here, propofol? Propofol? Well, I don't know. I have to see it to... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Lorazepam and midazolam. His death was caused by a propofol, that drug, uh, an overdose of that. News of his death spread quickly online, causing websites to crash from over user overload, including Google, AOL, <laughs> yeah, Twitter, yeah. and Wikipedia. Oh, here it is: propofol. Yeah, propofol, lorazepam, and midazolam. Yeah, those. In August that year, this is two months later, the coroner ruled that Jackson's death was a homicide. Law enforcement officials charged. Murray, Conrad Murray, his physician, with involuntary manslaughter in 2010, and in 2011, he was found guilty of involuntary manslaughter and sentenced to four years in prison. Yeah, this guy sounds crooked as shit. In the year after his death, 8 million Michael Jackson albums sold in the U.S. alone, 35 million albums worldwide, more than any other artist living or dead in 2009. Brandon, Mm -hmm. 100 years from now, when people look back at music history, who will stand out more as a like cultural icon, Elvis or Michael Jackson? A hundred years from now? Uh, I think Michael Jackson will. Yeah, probably. Just probably, I mean, if for no other reason, then he was just more recent. Yeah. And he, he lasted much longer. He was in the public for four decades. I mean, Elvis was too. I mean, Elvis was like 20 years or something. Anyway. Elvis's like span is probably some, like just a little over 20. Yeah. And yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, in that case, it's got to be Michael Jackson. 
But Michael Jackson also had the benefit of like music videos and MTV. And propofol. Commercials. And propofol, yeah. All right, there you go. Should we go back through? The top 13 richest dead celebrities, or the highest paid dead celebrities. Number 13, Marilyn Monroe with 8 million. Number 12, George Harrison. 11, Freddie Mercury. 10, Prince. 9, John Lennon. 8, Bob Marley. 7, Juice World. 6, Kobe Bryant. 5, Elvis Presley. 4, Arnold Palmer. 3, Charles Scholes, who did the Peanuts. 2, Dr. Seuss. And 1 with $48 million for the almost 10th year in a row, Michael Jackson. Do you want to hear some... some uh... As I was looking at the wiki article for Leaving Never- Neverland and the criticisms of the allegations, because I saw uh, someone did a video where they analyzed body language and they were like, basically, I've the both of those guys yeah. were lying. So it's listing in here different celebrities and other people that came to his defense, like Corey Feldman and Macaulay Culkin both said like he never did anything to them like that their relationship was the same sort of grooming process that these guys described but everything was the same except the sexual part but then it says america singer barbara streisand spoke in jackson's defense saying quote his sexual needs were his sexual needs and that the accusers had been quote thrilled to be with him what she added that the accusers were quote both married and they both have children so it didn't kill them. Streisand later apologized and expressed sympathy for the accusers. <laughs> yeah, I fucking bet she did. His sexual needs were his sexual needs. What a weird stance to take. I lean towards he probably, I guess I lean towards he probably didn't do it, but like, God damn, it doesn't help when people like Barbara Streisand say like, well, whatever, you know, those were your needs. Hey, he was really horny. What are you going to do? Let's assume for just a second that Michael Jackson was innocent of the sexual abuse. Imagine the, I guess the gall is the word, of those guys to do that documentary. To what gain at that point? He was already uh-huh. dead. Get that money. Did they get money though? I, I mean, know. who knows? They're not rich from that. I guess they get to be famous, but I don't know. And he, maybe he did do it. It's possible he did do it. I'm not ruling anything out. All right. I, get, I believe you. He did it. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I believe you that we have some podcast reviews to read. Okay. The first one comes from Crime and Roses podcast on Podchaser. Love the concept and idea. The 10 things are always interesting and thought-provoking. Keep up the good work. I actually know this podcast. I've listened to them. Crime and Roses, they cover The Bachelor, which is not my thing, but they also cover true crime. They like alternate. That's actually a very, probably a very popular combination. Mm-hmm. I think I know a lot of, especially women in my life that are both into true crime and Bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. Carved out a niche. You gotta fucking itch that niche. They do a good job. Crime and roses. All right. The next one comes from Mingle Smash on Apple Podcasts. A hilariously great take on the world's obsession of ranking things. The two hosts have great podcast chemistry. Constantly bouncing fun facts off of silly jokes. Definitely a breath of fresh air. Brandon, do you agree? Am I a breath of fresh air at the end of your long day? You're a breath of air. (laughs) Brandon, you're definitely a breath of fresh air to me. But I wish you would have fun facts and silly jokes because you don't. You're a a fart of fresh air to me. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) With that, that's not fresh air. 
A poo of fresh air. <laughs> no. Doesn't work that way. Anyway, thanks for the podcast reviews. If you want me to read yours, then you can write one then. Go write one. Oh, Brandon, I'm sleepy, man. That's that. Yeah, it's quarter past nine. It's your bedtime. Uh, well, it's at least time for me to go lay and look at my phone endlessly. <laughs> go lay down and look at your phone by holding it in the uh, directly <laughs> above your face and then <laughs> le- drop it under your cracking your nose or skull. Does that not happen to you? No, I found out the other day. I, did I find out when we were recording this? <laughs> no, it you, was when we were talking about embarrassing moments episode. Yeah, that you sometimes drop your phone directly under your face. You're holding it like uh, above. Fu- yeah, that's common, do, isn't it? Fucking do north of your face. No, when I lay in the bed and look at my phone, I either hold it like down by my chest and look down my like I squash my chins down and look at it down like that, or uh, I'm laying on my side. <laughs> Do you ever lay on your tummy and then, you know, cross your legs like a woman in the 60s on the phone? Like kick him up in the air? <laughs> yeah. No, but one time... Uh, it's okay I, if you do. One time before I got married, uh, when I was just starting to date my wife, I thought it would be funny if I, like, when she came over to visit me, if I said, like, I'm back here. And when she came around the doorway into the bedroom, I was naked on my stomach with my legs kicking up in the air like that <laughs> well i was about to say next time i see you but it just dawned on me that i haven't seen you in person since it has to be two years right two years ago that's weird isn't that fucking nuts we've been doing this podcast for years now mm-hmm. we have not been in the same room and well at least since before covid well, oh. well before covid well i'd say let's go lunch tomorrow but i got charlie with me And I'd say I got a cat to hang out with. Can't leave her. But yeah, we should eat some food sometime that's not hot dogs. Yeah, well, I've never really been into hot dogs, but anyway, yeah, we we should do that. Let's make it happen. We should also make it happen that we'll be back fucking next week with episode 138. It's going to be Brandon's list. And in the meantime, I guess that's fucking it. Keep it real. Keep it real. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye.